Fantasy Draft, the only rake-free daily fantasy site in the biz, has partnered with Hooters to bring you the largest guaranteed rake-free contest lineup in the history of daily fantasy sports, including the $1 million Hooters kickoff. And this Thursday, August 29th, Fantasy Draft is hosting their final $20,000 preseason free roll. Sign up at FantasyDraft.com today with promo code FFP and you'll get a free 7-day trial membership. Voidware prohibited, must be 18 or older. The trio behind Fanball's original pants party in the mid-2000s have reunited for insightful fantasy football advice, entertaining analysis, and a few dated comedic cultural references. Let us put our pants on. Absolutely. Stay here for lineup help, free agent recommendations, DFS advice, and everything else you need to win your league and run with the big dogs. Resurrecting what was once greatness. This is the Fantasy Football Party Podcast, featuring Sport Radar's Bo Mitchell and John now, here's Anthony Maggio. Welcome to preseason finale week dos. Yeah, I, there, I, started, got it. I started. We started the podcast over just so I could actually hit dose that time. So that's how that's how important that was to me. We have, uh, we have to cater to our Spanish-speaking audience. <laughs> we do. John Tuvi, Bo Mitchell, Anthony Maggio with you here in our uh, final preseason episode. Uh, there are, I'm sure, uh, I have a draft this evening, in fact, right after this show. We might still be recording this show when my draft starts, to be perfectly honest. We'll see how it goes. You but don't pick first, do you? No, I okay. pick uh, eighth. So I'll be all right. Lock Remember our in. first preseason show like three years ago where, or two years ago where we we tried to do a live draft during the show? The three of us. I must have blacked out. Yeah. Did we? Oh, no, I know, we, did. I know no, I did. we did do it. That did not go well. <laughs> That's our immediate regrets, which are coming up uh, in the show today, uh, as well as hold out an injury news. Tubi's going to talk some O-line to, uh, you know, you gotta you got to know what's happening in the trenches uh, in order to make sure you are uh, optimizing your fantasy lineup. Speaking of which, you also need to know your early season schedules, both uh, positive and negative, because that could serve as a pretty good tiebreaker for you and certainly uh, something that's helpful in, um, you know, uh, those outlier formats like a guillotine league, which I'm playing in for yes. the first time this year. So, uh, some very helpful stuff. You know, it's also helpful is being here at JL Beers in Burnsville, where, uh, we have every one of our shows. You can come out and join us here if you'd like. Actually, some of my league mates are going to be here, uh, before too long to do our draft. So, nice. we'll maybe have some heckling for the end find of the show. Find us in the beer hall. Yeah, find us in the beer hall. I'm currently enjoying a Milwaukee Brewing Outboard. That's very nice. Uh, Cream ale out of uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I believe that's uh, Milwaukee means the good land. I'm. Uh, it does. Yeah. In, in Bo, what are you language. drinking? Well, I've discovered this fine pilsner out of New Ulm, Minnesota. Okay. Uh, they call it Grain Belt Premium. I'm not sure if you're familiar. I'm just kind of getting accustomed. I've, I've to seen it. pictures. So. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> Tuvi's still waiting on his. I'm waiting, it, but it's the house. Uh, the house Amber, the watering hole, which oh, I had last yeah. week, was fantastic. And uh, you know they they've got a a tap fest uh, tomorrow. Um, they I, do. I can't. Wow. I can't remember the brewery, but they're they're tapping something, and the name was was Mead for Speed. Oh, is Ciderworks? Yes. Or, or yeah, so social, social social Ciderworks. Yep. Uh, Mead, Mead say, for Speed. I'm going to drink just because it's an awesome name. And when I'm you say have. when you say tomorrow, it's probably today. For, That's true. For today, come on down Thursday. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, we definitely do not regret any of these delicious drinks, but we do have some regrets. Let's get to those now. The Party Podcast now continues with... I immediately regret this decision. Let's find out what moves Maggio, Mitchell, and Tubi feel remorse over... Who went first last week, Bo? I think you went yeah. first last week. Mm-hmm. Tubi, I don't know if you have a regret, so in case you have to freestyle, I'll go first. Oh, beautiful. Um, I uh, My regret is actually... I. In regards to that guillotine league uh, that I told you I'm playing in, um, for the very first time, I started wide receiver, wide receiver, and picking uh, six, and there's 17 teams in a guillotine league. I so, thought you were going to say you're already out of the guillotine No, league. no, not, we're not even done <laughs> drafting yet. Uh, but okay. I picked sixth overall and then 29th, and so I took Julio Jones, and then on the comeback I got Amari Cooper, which very happy with, but... This is a PPR league, and that leaves me with my RB1, which I took at pick 40, uh, Derek Henry, who not good has in caught PPR. Like no, that's, that's a bad passes. fit in the PPR. It is. Um, I'm hoping for some touchdown upside there, but I was, you know, I was picking from guys like Sony Michelle, James White, Derek Henry, and I, I mean, I was real close to pulling the trigger on James White, oh, to be yeah. honest with you, uh, in that PPR format, but I do think Henry's got a lot of touchdown upside. Jake does not have much touchdown upside, but he definitely has hit pay dirt for us, so thank you very much, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> the beard's looking great, Jake. Yes, yes. you got to come down to jail beers if for nothing else to see Jake's beard. So, uh, yeah, the wide receiver, wide receiver start uh, in the guillotine. Not, uh, not my proudest moment, but we'll see if I can turn it around. Yeah, I've, I've worked up a regret here. Uh, there's a couple guys that uh, I started the draft season uh, pretty high on, and, and now I'm regretting the shares that I have. And uh, at the time, Naeem Hines seemed like a, a real good option, um, a pass catching mm-hmm. back in yeah. that offense. Um, but now you're starting to hear more that Marlon Mack's going to get more three-down work, plus, uh, you know, as we'll talk about, they've had a little shift at the quarterback position. What? So I've heard. Uh, and the other one was Kenyon Drake. And I, I'm still on board Kenyon Drake, but you know, we may touch on how bad that offensive line is when we talk offensive lines. And, uh, you know, it's uh, uh, Drake as, uh, as my RB2 in a couple teams already, is uh, it's scaring me a little bit. So hopefully uh, about week 12 I'll say I regret regretting this, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's, it's not looking positive right now. Uh, my regrets are more on a macro level, and they have to do with uh, league formatting. Uh, I didn't do an auction this year. I think this is the first time in, I don't that know, make sense. T- 20 plus years that I haven't been involved in a, in a fantasy football auction. Hmm. Uh, we, as the company we all used to work for, the fanball.com part one way back in the mid-90s, uh, we were the pioneers of the auction format. We really were, and we were the first ones to write about auction strategy and, and all of that. And we have the coonskin caps to prove yeah. it, too, I believe, and the covered and I, wagons. And I was oftentimes the one uh, tasked with uh, writing said auction strategy article for our our annual magazines, and to not participate in a fantasy football auction was very odd this year. Hmm. I'd still, to me, my – I mean – it's we, by far the the most equitable way of doing things, but I don't know. It's almost like it's come full circle in this day and age. It's so easy to draft online with your league mates. Well, it's easy know, to all auction over the online country. too, and yeah. it's easier to auction online now than it used to be. But it's right. still, it's still, that still hasn't bulky. caught on. Yeah. I don't think I, as much as it. I miss it fantasy auctioneer George will. Del Prado should have stuck around with that product a little so, bit longer. That's a shame. So everybody's kind of gravitating towards the the easiest way to do things. So I miss I miss not being in a room. Uh, 
uh, doing auctions uh, for this this year. I got to get back in one next year. And my other regret in terms of league format, uh, Bo just rolled out a scroll. Yeah, that, I guess. Uh, uh, no, just one more here. <laughs> just just dose or fifteen commands. While we're on the subject. <laughs> Is that I didn't uh, convert every single league that I'm in to the super flex slash dose quarterback starter yeah. rule. Um, manage, uh, most of them are, but uh, we got an office league going this this week at uh, Sport Radar, and uh, uh, Tuvi and I pushed for it a little bit, but we didn't want to overwhelm some of the newbies. So There's some man. dinosaurs in there. It's it's we tough. let it go. They can't reach that second quarterback switch with their T-Rex arms. That's not like real. That's not like real football. Well, let's just have punters <laughs> then too, okay? Yeah, it's a uh, it, big proponent of uh, super flex and, and two quarterback leagues, but uh, we'll, we'll get there next year with I, all of them. Maybe. I may not be able to help you on the second count, but uh, what's your Monday night looking like? I might have a Labor Day? auction. I might have an auction league that needs Uh-oh. somebody to. Well, look at I, that. I'll check into it. Not, not as an auctioneer. I don't, I don't want to. I didn't no, sign no, myself no. up to be an auctioneer. No, you're not the auctioneer. You might be proxying <laughs> a team, busy. which would lead to you running the team. But uh, there's nothing wrong with being an auctioneer. And treat no. your auctioneers well. Buy them food and beer and stuff. Good point. Give them money. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. I, let, lends itself to another idea I used to have that still hasn't come to fruition about. Yeah. Let's move on. Auctioneers. <laughs> I've already been censored once, so that's enough for tonight. All right. Well, uh, as we talked about last week with the the show format this year, uh, particularly in the regular season, we're going to try to go for a, a shorter show uh, because you guys don't <laughs> need to get so the well news. Last week. You don't. No, that's we preseason. That's oh, preseason. Okay. okay. Um, but you know, you don't need to get news from us. There's news everywhere uh, these days, and we record a podcast on a Wednesday. A lot of things happen between Wednesday and Sunday. So trying to stick with the analysis. However, yes. there are news items we need to get to uh, to react to them here in the uh, preseason. So let's throw it right now to Bo at the channel. Score news desk. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Thank you, Veronica. Here's what's happening in your world tonight or this week in fantasy Either football way. in San Diego. Andrew Luck retired. Yeah. We'll have a reaction to that. That stunned just about everybody except for some of his teammates that he told you know, a couple days earlier. Yeah. Uh, Lamar Miller tore his ACL. That, that would be his knee. And his MCL, I believe. That's also his That's knee. That's him saying out. It's also his knee. Another part of the knee. Uh, Cam Newton, foot injury in their last preseason game in a walking boot. Now out of a walking boot. Should be ready for week one. Does that affect your ranking of him? Josh Gordon's back with the Patriots. And some people are jumping all over that bandwagon. I want to hear what you guys have to say about that. And neither Zeke or Melvin, as of the recording of this podcast, has signed their or has come into camp with a new deal or anything like that. So if you're drafting this weekend and they are still on the out with their team, maybe let's well, let's start there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If it, let's, you know, you're going into your drafts this weekend. They're still unsigned. Has your position changed from last week's stance? Mine hasn't. I don't think so. Uh, okay. Zeke's probably got to fall to the second round, and I don't think he's falling to the second round in any drafts. People seem reasonably confident he'll be in. Uh, I just moved Gordon down to 25 on my cheat sheet. I can't trust yeah. him as there was a, one of my first two running backs. There's a Cowboys official again today saying they think they'll get him under contract, but we've heard stuff like that. And there's an ESPN writer saying he has a hunch that Gordon will be yeah. in by week one. but doesn't, doesn't move the needle for me. Yeah. Interesting point in that guillotine league, Zeke was on the board at six, and I didn't even – 
hesitate to not draft him when I took Julio, <laughs> but the guy after me took Zeke. And I'm you, like, in a guillotine league? Like that it, didn't hesitate to, to not, not. Double negative. Yeah, yeah I At hesitated to, to take him. I paused. So I didn't he, take he took him. Zeke in a guillotine in league. In a guillotine league. Seventh that's, overall. That's, that's, that's not sharp is, no. is what I'd say to that. Yeah. Not, uh, he must not know something. Plan. Maybe. Uh, what you have? Uh, we'll work Andrew our way Luck. Out. Andrew Luck is the big. Well, and we did talk about quite a bit, Andrew Luck, last week. So yeah. no surprise. So that, forget course, all that. I've moved him down from, <laughs> from, from where I had him. As, yeah, my, my I advice would, no longer I would applies. not take him in the guillotine league. No, certainly not. Would uh, you hang on to him in a, you know, in a full dynasty? If you got the room, if you got the yeah. bench spot, uh, I would. No. Well, in a full dynasty? Yeah. Where, yeah, where if you can keep everybody and you've got really big. Yeah. How big a roster? 15? Yeah, it's got to be at least 15, it, I, I would think. I was going to say 18 off the okay. top of my head. But, yeah, it would have to be – you'd have to have a lot of wiggle room there. What if you can't put him on a everybody's reserve say, Everybody's saying, including Ursay, that, yeah, we think he might come back at some point. You yeah. never know. I'd put it so. at a better than 50-50 shot that he plays again just because he's – I mean, what, this? he's only been in the league seven years? I mean, he's a, he's yeah. still a young man. And if he, is, if he rests for a year, two years, I mean, he's going to – you know, God forbid he doesn't fall down some stairs or something and hurt himself, but uh, he should heal up real nice and uh, still have plenty of uh, ammunition left Do in his shoulder. Do he and come back as a package deal? <laughs> yeah, in the Maybe. XFL. <laughs> um, more importantly, what does this mean for the Colts players that are left behind for your Well, your I mean, er, that knocks everybody down. I think for me, the one who it hurts probably the most, oddly enough, is Marlon Mack. It doesn't hurt Jacoby Brissett. No, it helps Mac, Jacoby. It helps him um, quite a bit. But, like, with Mac, he, he just was so productive in games that they won last year. Like, a, a vast majority yeah. of his – I shouldn't yeah. say vast majority. It was, like, I think some like, 40% of his fantasy points came when they were up by more than a touchdown last year. And mm-hmm. I know that that stats – in the neighborhood of the correct stats, so I'm not even going to cite wherever I got it because I don't remember where I got it. Sixty percent of the time, yeah. it was forty percent. But of the basically, time, every that time. the the gist of it is, you know, he did not put up real good numbers when they, uh, you know, were were still in competitive games or losing games. Now that can certainly change this year, and he started to get more, you know, three down work. You were talking about Naheem Hines. Yep. Um, you know, Mac did start getting more of that work uh, in the playoffs, but um, you know, I, I don't anticipate that. They're going to win as many games as they would have with Andrew Luck, and that certainly puts a damp on, damper on Marlon Mack and his uh, touchdown scoring. And I think any of those uh, secondary pieces, you know, Hilton, you ding a couple spots. Yeah. Mack, you ding a couple spots. Eric Ebron's already been dinged. I think he's still roughly worth Dinging what he more. Was. But, you know, <laughs> the, the, the Paris Campbells as a as a yeah. Yeah. option. I don't uh, think he got drafted Devin last Funches. night. Yeah, I, I don't no. think those, those guys league. have played because – Nothing against Jacoby Brissett. We've seen Jacoby Brissett. I think he can feed the big dogs. I just don't know that he's going to rise the tide enough to float all the boats. Yeah, I think he – well, as long as we're talking about Brissett, just real quickly on him, I th- think people are kind of underrating him. He's he's a pretty solid quarterback. He's still young, and he will add the, the running stats to your totals as well. And like we just got done mentioning, he's got some weapons to work with there. So um, don't underscore – don't undersell him. Um, consider him, I think, as a QB two. Yeah, yeah. Throw him um, into that mix. Ty Hilton, I think people are overreacting on. I think they're overdinging Ty Hilton, and that's my only general reaction to that. I think people are just, oh, Luck's gone. Well, Hilton's, you know, pass on him, hard pass. So yeah. I, th- I think you can. I think you can. My move on Hilton right now is to try to uh, buy low on him. 
I mean, my faith is really in Frank Reich in that, um, you know, when Brissett was traded for, you know, back when he went from the Patriots starting a week four preseason game for the Patriots being traded to yeah. the Colts and yeah. starting basically right away um, in a different system. Different system. Um, that you know that that was too. a hard uh, uh, you know a hard ask um, you know for for any quarterback and certainly a, you know a a QB two tier you know fantasy quarterback as we're talking about him now. I do think you know Frank Wright's going to put him in position to succeed. It's really about will he take more chances? He's really been a conservative yeah. quarterback um, you know when he has gotten time and that's not going to play into T.Y. Hilton's strengths I mean Hilton can do some things with the ball in his hands but you know he is his, his you know biggest weapon is his legs and getting downfield mm-hmm. and you know will Brissett be able to take advantage of that we just don't know and I think that's where the the dinging comes in you know and in, in oh, no question that. you got to yeah. ding him I've just seen some people just Really, a bell sounder today for all this dinging. <laughs> really push him down their list. Okay, what about uh, Lamar Miller? What's the fallout on Lamar Miller's situation with Houston in your guys' minds? Well, it's it's a bad, bad offensive line. It's yep. a horrible offensive line. But that might actually be good for Duke Johnson because I think as what he brings to the table as a pass catcher, mm-hmm. he might fit what they are capable of doing better than Lamar Miller did. I mean, Lamar yeah. Miller churned I don't out. Doubt it. Yeah. Viable RB two numbers. Now you got a guy that can actually catch the ball. Is, is I, I'm, I'm definitely. Two? I think he is. Yeah. I think I've got him in the low twenties. You know, twenty one ish. Yeah, twenty yeah. twenty one. Right in that range. That feels about right. I'm I'm with you there, and I think that with with Duke Johnson, that they there's sort of this idea that he's just a pass catcher, a pass catching back, because he's a very very good at it, and B that's what Cleveland used him as. But if you go to leading rushers in Miami Hurricanes history, yeah. guess who's number one? Yeah. Duke um, Johnson. Alonzo Highsmith. No, no. Um, um, but he is ahead of Edger and James. Najee Davenport. Clinton Portis. Uh, Willis McGahee. I've heard of those guys. Those are yeah. some pretty good backs. Right. And, I mean, Duke Johnson is one behind. Uh, he's, he's second to McGahee for the single season record for them. Um and like I said, the career rushing leader. So it's not like this guy can't handle a uh, an NFL workload. I think yeah. he can. To me, the fact that he is so good on third downs is a plus because that means, yep. guess what? He can be on the field for the first three downs of any possession. He can protect the quarterback when when uh, against rushers, and he can go out and catch a pass. I think it's, yeah. I think uh, we might uh, we might be underselling Duke mm-hmm. Johnson, and. Uh, the other, the other uh, note that I listed, well, Couple two, of them. two more. Cam Newton. Cam, yeah. Um, are we moving him much, or are we th- kind of believing in the reports? He's probably going to retire drafting, next week. If you're drafting this weekend, that you know, there was some talk after after the Luck retirement that Cam Newton might be next. I mean, no. and not uh, specul. Let's, let's play speculation, speculation by a writer that probably wanted clicks. Um, yeah. I, I drafted yeah. him two days after his injury. I was in a slow draft and. He was the top quarterback, and once Get I saw the reports, yeah, I'm good. he was sitting around. I think he went off as, like, quarterback eight or nine. I think I've – now that I have my sheet in front of yeah, me, I can look. I've got, like him, I've got him at six, like yeah. So. Yeah, take take the value, I think. The upside yeah. there, yeah. That I, offense, I mean, so many weapons. Yeah, I love his receivers. Mm-hmm. Love his receivers. And then, uh, finally, you have anything on Josh Gordon? I've, I've had Josh Gordon in Dynasty Leagues, I think, pretty much every year since his huge year <laughs> yeah. just kind of crossing my fingers hoping for something hey he's gonna pan out he's josh gordon nothing 
And this year, I'm totally out on him. I'm not even going to try. He's like six this, years removed from this, a this, thousand yard season, right? He's so still this only is, what I'm saying is, this is going to be the year that he he blows up again. <laughs> His right? bow doesn't have it, right? I, honestly, the we we can't guarantee he's going to stay on the field and keep himself out of trouble. I was going to say keep his nose clean, but that's a little too literal. Well, probably. one more, one more infraction, and he's yeah. of any kind, yeah. he's done. Yeah, um, of course, but I think we said that last time. The <laughs> the situation he finds himself in really can't be better. I mean, with the number of targets, um, you know, Rob Gronkowski's yeah. leaving behind, uh, the need for a receiver on the outside. Presumably, I mean, we can't, you know, we can't say that he's the same athlete he was as a 22 or 23 year old, but he's only 28. He could be a better athlete now if he's stopped doing drugs regularly and spent and time in the He hasn't taken out. a lot of hits on no, the football no, field the last There should decade. be some tread left on those <laughs> tires for sure. So I, yes, there's hesitancy there, but with, with the upside that's involved here, I mean, to me, he really he still feels like a low end wide receiver two type of of play for me, just because uh, he is one of those guys that's in that tier that if everything breaks right, he could be a wide receiver one. A lot of those guys in that later, you know, when you get into the sort of twenty to thirty range, you know, it's guys that you're like, I could see him being a consistent wide receiver two. Gordon, his his range of outcomes is much wider, yes. but because of that risk reward, I can't really put him you know much further down than a low-end wide receiver too yeah he's kind of like my golf game the wide wide <laughs> range of outcomes yeah. most of them bad but you never know you never that, know you know what that should have i should have had a sound effect for that and i didn't <laughs> a happy sorry. gilmore some sort of <laughs> well or at least you know give him the uh um ting the rim shot here but it's too late now yeah we'll pretend it happened the moment is passed yeah um cool all right well anything else you want to add there to josh gordon you're a little quiet on josh gordon Oh, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I, same as Bo. I've, I've got him at 37. You know, if he falls, he's probably worth throwing on the end of my roster. But been there, done that with too many guys that it just yeah. didn't pan out. And yeah. he's not he's not the Josh Gordon of six years ago. I, he could be. I'm not paying for it. Sure. All right. All right. Well, I might be using some Josh Gordon on fantasy draft come week one. I actually last week ended up winning two tickets into the $100,000 wishbone on fantasy draft. We had told you guys uh, during last podcast about the $20,000 free roll for week three. So I won both of those tickets in that. And actually their week four one that you heard about uh, at the top of the show, we've actually, they've got it where you can put in 10 lineups for that. So there is uh, a lot of entries to be one with this uh, twenty thousand dollar Hooters kickoff free roll. Two be don't make me turn your microphone off um, again. The uh, <laughs> yeah, there's uh, the, I, I've already got my ten lineups in there, so I encourage you all to check that out and uh, to make sure you're signing up um, with code FFP to their new setup, the rake-free fantasy draft is the only rake-free site. And so you're paying basically a low monthly subscription fee, but then there is zero rake on any games you are playing. So none of that money, all of that money is being paid out. I like it. Yeah, it's it's absolutely, I mean, no other, you know, DFS site is doing it, and it is absolutely uh, worth it. Yeah, they are (laughs) going to be the trailblazer here in this. Yeah, yeah, it is absolutely worthwhile. So, and make sure uh, they know that uh, that uh, we sent you for that free trial, seven day free trial when you use that code FFP. So please sign up using that. All right, we are going to head to break really quick here, and when we come back. 
we are going to uh, let John Tuvey take the reins with offensive lines. All right, welcome back to the Fantasy Football Party Podcast presented by Fantasy Draft on Score North here at JL Beers in Burnsville where I'm going to have to flag down Jake or another uh, approximate waiter to refill my beverage. You're running low. Uh, because I am running low, and Tuvi's got a lot to talk about. I think that, Bo, you and I can jump in where we see fit, but we gotta let we got to let Tuvi drive this bus because uh, he is the man, the myth, and the legend when Nobody it comes knows to more offensive line. Offensive line play and how it impacts fantasy football. John Tuvi, go. I'm, I'm going to try and keep you guys engaged during this, so oh. that, doesn't, that doesn't mean that okay. you can't not drink your beers. There's okay. a triple negative. You guys paying attention? Setting a new record. <laughs> um you know, I, could, all of us. I could run through O-line rankings, and, and if you ever want to talk O-line rankings, uh, I'm here every Wednesday, and I'd be happy to sit down with beers and, and talk O-line play. Um, you know, there's there's some great places on on the Twitter machine that you can find. Uh, Jeff Schwartz, Brandon Thorne, um, Jim Sands over at Number Fire. By the way, Jeff Schwartz tweeted out, if you, if you don't follow Jeff Schwartz, tweeted out this great image. It's a, a fight from a restaurant where this woman who's probably about five four and and a good two fifty and and he's grading her oh, form on, on her that. blocking yeah. and <laughs> the best tweet I saw was somebody following up on that said I want her and Quentin Newton to procreate, and and I, I, I'm starting a GoFundMe for that. Cause that <laughs> wow. There's your the best offensive lineman ever if that were to happen, and that'll lead us right into the Colts. We talked a little bit about <laughs> Jacoby Brissett. That Colts offensive line is fantastic. Um, I don't think there's any worries about Marlon Mack. Um, they're going to give Jacoby Brissett time to throw. Um, uh, maybe I should step back a little bit. There's a lot of buzz on the Twitter machine and in the analytics area that sacks aren't an offensive line stat. They're, they're as much a quarterback stat, which I totally agree with. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And Andrew Luck probably gets rid of the ball a little bit faster than, than Jacoby Brissett. But True. I'd rather have those boys up front that uh, that Indy has than and probably any other group. Another group that would fall into that category would be the Philadelphia Eagles, who have two of the best tackles in football, but one of them happens to be 37 years old. So what they do? They traded up and got Andre Dillard, who's looked absolutely fantastic in the preseason. One of the reasons I've been uh, fairly high on on Miles Sanders, it took him in uh, in that dynasty league. You did love him going forward because it's an organization that stockpiles offensive linemen mm-hmm. uh, puts uh, invests in that position they've got a young quarterback they've uh, i i was hoping with one of those late round picks to get uh jj uh or take a white side but uh, unfortunately was not to be but there's you know there's your dynasty building blocks behind an offensive line because carson wentz they're going to keep him upright uh it's going to keep plowing forward maj not going to want to hear this <laughs> la 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 the bears the bears if kyle long's healthy mm-hmm that line has talent, but they just haven't performed like you would expect. They haven't performed up to their talent, which has me a little bit concerned about Montgomery yeah, and, and plugging bears. him in and, and expecting him to do, you know, great great work as, as a between-the-tackles kind of guy. I'm a little concerned about the Bears, especially if Kyle Long can't stay healthy. And he's as good a lineman as he is. He's demonstrated an ability to... Miss four to six games on a on a pretty regular basis. Um, let's let's go uh, to injuries on the offensive line. The Patriots probably are going to be without their center, uh, David Andrews. You need that. Yeah, he's and he's he's very good. And it's They're the just pa- going to play without one. It's the Patriot. Well, they might 
you know, at, at his age, they might let Tom Brady just, you know, <laughs> self-snap like you had to do in the backyard sometimes. He didn't have enough people. Um, now they've got a great offensive line coach. They're going to find somebody and plug it in, but maybe not necessarily plug and play on Sony Michelle between the tackles. Just another another dent in his value. I still think James White, obviously a pass catching back, is going to be fine. Um, same deal. Uh, blood now, clot. Oh. Let, let me let me stop you there real quickly and interject. I don't know if you're going to talk about the Redskins, but <laughs> yes. Trent Williams, apparently the Patriots made a huge offer to get him from Washington, and it sounds like Washington you know, doesn't want to trade him, which he, seems ridiculous. He, he may or may not. he doesn't want to play there. He may or may not be off, you know, <laughs> well, on, on the block. It sounds, I think he's going to be traded, and A, Washington would have what would be left of their offensive line. Well, you know, pieces, but it's it's not pretty. They're, without Trent Williams, who's maybe, you know, with all, all due respect to the two guys in, in Philadelphia, maybe the best offensive tackle in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, I mean, they've got they've got veteran presence, but that's I, I, one of the I've, – I've circled that line as, you know, another reason why you're already skittish about Darius Geis coming back. Yeah. One more reason, especially if Trent Williams doesn't come back. Uh, another right. tackle, Russell Okung. Uh, with the blood clot, which seems to be, unfortunately, the, the trendy injury for offensive linemen. Um, and so don't know if he's going to miss the season for the Chargers. And again, The Chargers, man, talk about snake oh, bit. Man, just they, every year, they just get killed by injuries. It's They, they have zero luck. It's Just it's like the Colts. Unfortunate. <laughs> wow. Wow. Where was I? No kidding. I earned that. that. Was a, man, that was a, that was a beautiful <laughs> set. He gave, Olympic a, level. he gave himself a rim, rim <laughs> what? shot. Wow. Huh? Impossible. Uh, it, uh, <laughs> hey, I see a couple. I see the league mates. <laughs> uh, but you know, kind of a, a recurring theme here. Another situation where I'm more skittish about Josh Jackson than Grab I am seats, about, gentlemen. Um, about pass catching backs. Because pass catching backs aren't as affected by the offensive line. They don't have to run between the tackles. They actually might even benefit from that. Um, Tennessee's tackle Taylor Luan going to be suspended for the first four games. That's not good. That was a line that was all kinds of nicked up last year. In fact, that whole team, another team that was beat up with injuries from the top on down. So uh, once he gets back, I, I think they'll be all right. Maybe we need a little pot. Well, let's go one more negative. The Bengals, bless their heart. They tried. They tried. They spent a first-round pick hard. on Jonah Williams, and he's going to miss the year. Yeah, with the, that didn't work out. No, and and it was a it was a line that not too long ago was one of the best in football, and now that's too bad, man. You know, Andrew Whitworth's gone. Kevin Zeitler's gone. Are they starting um, Andre Smith? Um, is he is he back with them? I, I don't. It, it could very well be. Maybe I, I'm making that up. But, but they also lost an underrated piece, Clint Bolling, the, the other guy, the th- the third different lineman with a blood clot, and he's retiring because yeah. of it. And he's a fairly underrated guard, but a consistent guy. So they're they're kind of in in scramble mode. So yeah, they resigned Andre Smith. Not wow, as a that's month. desperate. Yeah. That's desperate. Um, Dallas's <laughs> offensive line is so good that. That's probably what Jerry Jones is telling himself as he's falling asleep on his pile of uh, dollar bills. <laughs> I don't need to give any of this to Zeke because Tony Pollard can have that same kind of season. I don't know about the same kind of season. But dollar bills? if he's going to end up, okay, $1,000 bills. Yeah. Do they even make that? I, don't, I haven't seen anything higher than a 20 and above. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, Pollard, I think, if he's going to be getting 60% of the touches, He's a viable starting fantasy back in mm-hmm. Dallas because that offensive line um, is going to keep driving him. A little worried about the Rams. Um, 
their tackles really re- both return. Yeah. But my guy Andrew Whitworth, he's, yeah, he's thirty-eight, a little long in That's, the tooth. Yeah, he's he's closer to my age he's, than he is to coming out of he's college, long which in the is tooth bad. When they got him. Yes, and he's had a couple nice seasons, but um, they also they they lost uh, oh, John Sullivan. Right. Uh, they let him go. They right. think the guy that they drafted last year that kind of understudied Sullivan is is going to step in and play, and uh, they they let uh, uh, Saffold the guard go as well. Or did they trade? I think they might have traded him. So, but e- either way, the interior of that line's not coming back. So, Todd Gurley again, another situation where I've already got some check marks next to his name. Now they just let I've got walk. another one. That's so another walked. It was a free agent deal he signed with Tennessee. There you go. Um, the one that surprised me a little bit, forgot that part of the OBJ trade was Zeitler, Kevin Zeitler, you former yeah. Bengals guard that went to the Browns. And as the Browns are building up their skill position and their, and their reputation, they've, uh, <laughs> yeah, their offensive line is, is falling apart. It's uh, in, definitely in the bottom half of the league. Whereas the Giants, who you think, ah, oh, they're, they're going to be just uh, a dumpster fire this year. You know, they, they signed, uh, the tackle from from the uh, Patriots a couple years ago. They drafted uh, Will Hernandez last year. Now they've got Zeitler. That's all of a sudden a pretty good offensive line. So yeah, is the Brown are the Browns uh, concerns on their offensive line enough of a tiebreaker to you to maybe not take a guy like Nick Chubb as versus some of the guys he's in the same tier with? I think it dings Bose him. grabs some Chubb yeah. this offseason. It, 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 yeah, it affects I, Baker Mayfield less. Because okay. I think yeah. Mayfield is one of those quarterbacks that, you know, like an Aaron Rodgers, doesn't matter how good his line plays or bad it plays, he can get rid of the football. He moves in the pocket well. Tom Brady, the same kind of thing. I think a lot of the success of those offensive lines, as good as those lines are, um, also comes from their quarterback. But, you know, I, I've got Nick Chubb at eight. I, I don't I don't have him at the top of that second tier, which is probably for me so. Connor Gurley, Chubb, Cook Bell. I should be a little worried about grabbing Chubb. I've been grabbing zero yes. Chubb. Yes. Well, both of you, fine. And you're just <laughs> you're baiting me into another suspension. <laughs> I will have none of it. But as as we get to the end of that list, Le'Veon Bell, he's not running behind the old Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers line. However, however, it's not a bad offensive line. They got Ryan Khalil to come out of retirement. The that better the better hit. of the brothers, Khalil. Yeah. Plugging him in at center. I, I like that offensive line all of a sudden. So you I know, think bump the Jets are going to be sneaky bit. good this year. Except for Robbie Anderson just hurt his calf today, so he's always a little. He may never up. play again, yeah. or he'll be. He's, ready he's for week somewhere one. between one week one and yeah. out for the year. Right. So that's that's the fantasy players look at offensive lines, which all is right. I know what these people want to listen to. But if, uh, like I said, if you ever want to talk about. Quentin Nelson and uh, that girl from whatever restaurant, uh, you know, and how you I'm, how you pass protect, how you how you use the hands, how you drop step, that sort of thing. Uh, I'm your guy. Hit me up on well, Twitter. Well, and I mean, we we certainly don't want to undersell the importance of offensive line, just because, and that is where you know your fantasy running backs are going to, uh, you know, score their points if they can get, uh, you know, if they can pave the way for three yards before contact that's going to go a long way towards uh helping your running fantasy backs uh, rack up those points and you mentioned that and me talking about drake earlier um kalen ballage has, has kind of picked yep. up some steam mm-hmm. um i believe he was 35th out of 36 uh backs who had enough carries to um as far as uh 
elusive rating or, or mm-hmm. you know, getting yards after yards contact, after that contact. sort of thing, or yeah. you know, get, basically getting yeah, his own can, yards. And yes. uh, Kenyon Drake was upper, upper, I think top 10, maybe top 12, something like that. Yep. So yep. one of the reasons I'm definitely not back because that Miami line, not particularly good. And their best player, Laramie Tunsil, they're trying to trade him. So Jeez. maybe tra- as well trade him to Miami to studs, for Jadavian you know? Clowney. Then uh, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm <laughs> even more of a Duke. Uh, I'll, I'll take Duke. No, I'm, I'm going to avoid the suspension. Take Duke. <laughs> all right. Well, we want to get uh, through the schedule segment as well here before I have to do a little drafting. And so Tuvi and I, we went through and basically we picked out the three easiest early season schedules looking at the first three weeks of the season and the three most difficult. I'm going to go through and do the, uh, I'll do the easy ones first to give Tuvi a little That's break to uh, enjoy his uh, enjoy not going to get beverage. suspended. The, uh, the team I'm going to start with is uh, your Dallas Cowboys. So, you know, we talk about that offensive line year after year and how good they are and getting Travis Frederick back. And, uh, you know, everything's everything's coming up Millhouse for them, except for Zeke, of course. <laughs> uh, they start the season versus New York Giants at Washington versus Miami. <clears throat> West- How good will Tony Pollard <laughs> look behind that line? I- I mean, what, yeah, against that that competition. Westgate, West Gates, easy for me to say, Superbook in Vegas. They have all three of those opponents among the bottom six in win totals for this year. So, you know, they're not expecting uh, these teams to be very good. And then you look at the matchup ratings Pro Football Focus has for these teams. Um, you know, breaking it down by position. So at quarterback, they're you know ranked fourth, sixth, and uh, four, six, and one respectively. And the lower number is better. So like the best possible matchup there in week three against Miami. Dak right now he's QB fourteen in MFL ADP since August fifteenth. I mean that's basically thirteenth now since Luck retired. But you know if you are waiting on quarterback, you know all of a sudden, especially if Zeke isn't there and they don't feel the need to feed him, you know twenty carries, you know that's just even more upside for Dak Prescott in those games. Uh, at, the, at the running back, like we talked about, if Tony Pollard, uh, you know, can be had for a song, is right now he's RB44 in ADP. Um, can Bo sing it? Freebird? Um, wow, that's a long song. It yeah. kind of is. Uh, the running back matchups, 2, 1, and 23. So, we, you know, against the Dolphins, not as good, though I, uh, I'm totally fine in that matchup. But as good as it gets in those first two weeks of the season, the wide receiver matchups, uh, just based on the individual players, aren't as appealing. But you kind of know who you're starting and who you aren't among that, that group. If you're in a super deep lead, league and streaming tight ends and you want to uh, get Jason Witten, he's got matchups 3, 2, and 4 according to PFF. So real nice matchups. If, if uh, you don't start Jason Witten in the first three weeks, <laughs> you never you will. You never not will. have him on your roster. That is the only player in NFL history with negative yards after catch, I believe. I don't believe you. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I'm running with it. <laughs> I'm going to go with the, uh, the Ravens as my second team to highlight here. They're at Miami week one, then versus Arizona at Kansas City. Uh, Miami and Arizona are actually tied for last in win totals from Westgate at five games each. Uh, the quarterback matchups, 2, 7, and 12. Right now you can get Lamar Jackson quarterback 16 according to ADP. Mm-hmm. So, again, a nice uh, you know yes, draft and play is. streamer late in your drafts. Running back matchup ranks 23, 20, and 4. Uh, Mark Ingram's RB21 right now. Justice Hill, Justice a running Hill. back 49. Yes. He's the guy I took um, ahead of Darwin Thompson. Those were the two I was thinking yep. about uh, with my pick eight, and I went with Hill. Um, 
I do think that Thompson has more upside, like if he were to take that job in Kansas City and, and it just be his. But oh, I sure. don't necessarily yeah. think that's going to happen, where I do think Justice Hill is going to have a pretty sizable role right out the shoot yeah, here uh, with Hill. Baltimore. I got Hill in uh, one of my dynasty leagues as well, feeling pretty good about that. And then, I mean, the wide receiver, it's a little more of a dart throw. The matchups are great, 5, 15, and 4. Uh, but, I mean, you've got Marquise Brown as the wide receiver 1 right now. The rookie is going at wide receiver 64. And then, I mean, you've got Miles Boykin, Willie Sneed. Chris Moore's actually being drafted ahead of all those guys, which I don't understand. Um, but not necessarily, you know, you've got to be in a, a little bit of a deeper league there to throw those darts, but it's worth noting. And then the tight end matchups, 4, 13, and 10. So very nice tight end matchups for Mark Andrews, who's actually going off the board as tight end 18, which uh, very low in my opinion on Mark Andrews. And finally, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, not a lot of draft steals to have here because uh, the Bucks, uh, b- despite uh, Tuvi and Bo just bashing Bucks at the end of last show, the uh, the ADP has only continued to climb for these guys. We just had to push back against all of the <laughs> industry steam on these guys a little bit. Well, that's not uh, the pushback has not has not solved the crisis Fine. yet. I guess I but, want them uh, in my league then. Whatever. Versus uh, versus San Francisco at Carolina versus New York Giants, all bottom half win total teams. The quarterback matchup ranks 9, 10, and 5 for Jameis, so he should, uh, you know, it should be all systems go. If you if you draft Jameis, you want him starting in those three weeks. Unfortunately, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, um, quarterback 9 now in ADP, so just continues to climb. Actually, wow. he's ahead of Andrew Luck since August 15th because there's been drafts since When Luck's, we did the Luck show retired. a week ago, I think he was quarterback 12. 12. Yeah, so it's just continued <laughs> to climb for him. So, Good Lord. Uh, yeah, you're not really getting him at value anymore, but uh, certainly you like the matchups. Running back, this is where I think you can actually, um, you know, do yourself a favor is, you know, those matchup ranks 7, 21, and 2. And Peyton Barber right now looks to be the guy with that job. Now, I don't expect yes, it to bear a ton of fruit, you know, with that backfield. But um, at running back 43 off the board, yeah. If, if you're going wide receiver heavy early, yeah, absolutely a, a chance here for him to uh, um, blow past the RB43 rank, especially early on. And then uh, wide receiver, again, you're not getting value on Mike Evans, wide receiver 9, or Chris Godwin, wide receiver 19. But those are awesome matchups, uh, 8, 7, and 16. Uh, according to Pro Football Focus, and it's the same thing with tight end. O.J. Howard's tight end four right now, but sweet matchups. The best matchup in the league going against San Francisco, and then 21 uh, with uh, Carolina, and the third best with the New York Gigantes. Tuvi? Let's talk difficult. Talk talk bad stuff? Absolutely. Let's get negative on uh, (laughs) the Miami Dolphins, who open with the Ravens. uh, They get to work out their quarterback kinks. We we don't know if it'll be... uh, but Fitzmagic or Josh Rosen? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they get Baltimore, who was top five last year against both uh, quarterbacks and running backs. So there goes my Kenny uh, yeah, on Drake steam. Mm-hmm. Then they get New England. They host New England. And New England has actually had some trouble in Miami. But uh, I still think we're talking about a checkers versus chess matchup there against yep. the Bill Belichick defense. Then they'll travel to Dallas, uh, who were top ten against both quarterbacks and running backs last year defensively. And then, assuming that uh, more Chargers aren't injured, they get uh, the Chargers at home. L.A. was top 10 against quarterbacks last year. And then you get the early season bye. Uh, so I'm not taking any Dolphins. There's your any, Dolphins. I don't, I don't think I have any shares of any Dolphins on any of my teams. The, well, I still have that soft spot for Kenny on Drake and... I would take Kenny Stills because I think he might be traded to it. Oh, I can yeah, actually that's, a good, use that's him. a good point. That would be the one, the yeah. one dolphin that I'd take. Uh, next up, let's. Uh, oh, hang on. I'm in town to play the Dolphins. You dumbass. There, found it. <laughs> Perfect. 
Um, let's talk Texans. They go to New Orleans, who was top five against running backs last year. So much for Duke Johnson. There's Duke Johnson out the window. Um, Then they get Jacksonville at home, who was top ten against both quarterbacks and running backs last year. Now, the Texans beat Jacksonville twice last year. They scored exactly 20 points each time. And they racked up a grand total of 339 passing yards in the two games. So Yikes. I have to think you're okay starting Hopkins regarding, <laughs> yeah. regardless of who's on the schedule. Yeah. yeah. I, if you I, take I a Duke, you just might want to rest that Duke for a couple of weeks. <laughs> then they <laughs> travel. Wow. They travel to uh, Los Angeles. If they go to San Diego, there won't be a game there. They go to Los <laughs> Angeles <laughs> for the Chargers, which is the uh, the sixth worst venue for fantasy quarterbacks per uh, the huddle schedule analysis. I love the way the huddle breaks it down. They also they break it down home and road. So if, if the team's really good at home, really bad on the road, you know you know the difference uh, there. And they they give you the top twenty and bottom twenty venues. So at Chicago, uh, at Miami, that's the tenth toughest place to play for a quarterback. That sort of thing. So uh, the Chargers, the sixth toughest place for fantasy quarterbacks. Then they get to host uh, the Carolina Panthers, top ten against running backs last year. Their schedule swing, another thing that the huddle does they really like, is the second worst in the league. Negative 21.8 points overall. Which means last year they had, if their schedule was easy, Mm -hmm. this year it's 21.8 worse. Hmm. How much worse could you be? I say none. Well, I can say one, one more worse because (laughs) they're second worst. But... And finally, Minnesota's going to love this one. This is the big one. (laughs) The Green Bay Packers. They'll head to Chicago, where Soldier Spaceship is a top 10 worst venue for quarterbacks. Plus, the Bears were one of four teams with 50-plus sacks last year. And it was also one of the top three worst venues for running backs. (laughs) So there's the start to your Packers season. Then they host the— Do you feel confident starting any Packers in week one? I'll still start Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers and Adams, I'd still start. The hundredth right. anniversary, uh, yeah, unless you're in a. And this comes from the Bears guy yeah, here, wow. so all right. So Rodgers well, and Devontae those, Adams, yeah, those start them in yeah. all your DFS leagues, is what my. <laughs> well, then said. surely you'd start him in the home <laughs> opener against the Vikings because he's had so much success against the Vikings recently. Another fifty sack team. Then uh, Denver, the third straight matchup of a top six defense against fantasy Yikes. quarterbacks. Then, because it's the Packers, and let's uh, just give them everything they want, a third straight home game. This is the breather of their opening slate. Uh, they get the Eagles coming to town. Ooh. Man, their schedule's brutal. That is hard. Yeah. Well, they got the extra rest from traveling all the way to Chicago. They needed time off because that's the right. Thursday night game. Then right. they get time off before the Vikings, and then three straight home games. I guess we know who the NFL loves. Uh, when they finally leave the land of cheese and urinal cakes, they'll travel to Dallas. <laughs> which was top 10 against both quarterbacks and running backs last year. Um, The negative schedule swing, let's talk about that for the Packers. They had the worst for quarterbacks, 22.7 points, and the worst for running backs, 44.9 fewer fantasy points. And they were only bottom seven, negative 10.3 points for running backs. So there's hope. If you have Aaron Jones and he hasn't been demolished or tried to pass block against some of those 50-sack teams or Von Miller on a blitz, enjoy him. Be prepared to put in your buy-low offers for Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams early in the season. That's a great way to look at it. Start planning ahead. Yep, absolutely. That's why I took Julio over Devontae in my guillotine league. 
Anyway, all right, so I start my draft in exactly six minutes and 20 seconds. My man oh. David Klein over there has got the first pick, and he oh. had a question. Bloody He'd like to know in a half PPR time. league, a who would PPR you draft league. number one, Saquon Barkley or Christian McCaffrey? Barkley. I told him I'm no, not going to comment. I'd say situation. none of the above. You should pass is really Just what pass. you should do. I would take whatever bear jersey Maj is wearing would probably be the guy <laughs> I would take. <laughs> See, you, you dropped the ball there. Yeah. I, honestly, I'd take Kamara would be – Tomorrow's actually kept. That's uh, why okay. it's between. So it's so a it's keeper league. So it's got to be Barkley right. McCaffrey. But to broaden this out for all of our listeners in that scenario. In that scenario, you, take you go Kamara. I'd go um, Barkley. I, I, I made my case for McCaffrey being a potential. That's true. You hate Christian McCaffrey. To He's just, I'll, I'll say Christian McCaffrey bust. And we'll make Maj Last break week. the tie. I'll say, I'll say McCaffrey. <laughs> so, Maj, what do you say? Devontae Adams. <laughs> Devin Aroshamidu. He's a va- oh, I remember him. He had that big catch against the Vikings back oh, when the Bears thanks, were. Guys. Yeah, guys, that, that tell me how'd that work again. out for you? Did you lose your fantasy championship <laughs> when he scored three again. touchdowns? Don't I was at Allery's for that game. Oh, man, was that a blast. I'm going to talk about the Hooters contest. <laughs> Speaking of Allery's. Uh, <laughs> man, that was we, an excellent segment. Yeah, nice job, everyone. Good job. Ever you on the floor as well. Um, <laughs> Good all right, well, I, I will note just a programming note. Hopefully it's fixed by the time this podcast is out, but uh, iTunes, there, there's been an issue on their end and so if you didn't subscribe like right after our first episode somebody kicked out a plug or something over there and they've been working on fixing it ever since but no it's on the itunes side it's not on the score north steve jobs ghost Um, of steve jobs it might it might be that but hopefully it's fixed by now but you can you can find us everywhere else uh fine podcasts are sold and or downloaded um again we want to thank jl beers our friends here in burnsville you can join us we'll be here at 6 30 next wednesday or you know special time uh once again or because i have another drive ish yeah you know, something like whatever that. it works out um, for me and then really 7 30 every wednesday <laughs> after that so i uh, want to again uh, invite you to go to fantasydraft.com sign up for that seven day free trial of rake free and DFS. the best way to FFP. get your mileage at fantasy draft is use your fantasy lab free trial. Oh, good call. 10 off. 10OFF uh, for $10 off a trial. That makes it just like 6 bucks for a trial at fantasylabs.com. So, so literally, if you came out to watch us, you would make money because you would pretty much use, use yeah. your free Fantasy Labs account to win money at Fantasy Draft, which right. you could buy beer or we'd buy the beer yeah, for you. going to buy you beer. I, so. I'll buy you a beer. Come on down. Nice. All right. Well, for John Tuey, for Bo Mitchell, we say thank you once again for a wonderful, if uh, not protracted, preseason from the Fantasy Football Party. We'll be back here next Wednesday at JL Beers for week one preparation. So thank you again to everybody. Thanks to my buddies over here for coming out. Let's do some drafting. Good luck to all of you in your drafts and auction this weekend. Hit us up on Twitter. We'll answer your questions. Otherwise, we will talk to you next week.